Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. This week, I am so excited to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Rebecca George, and she has written a book that I believe sits so beautifully in our conversations about being a mom who wants to be gospel-centered, who wants and desires to see her world through the lens of what Jesus has done for her and what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. And so today, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Rebecca has written um, an amazing book called Do the Thing. It's called uh, Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And Rebecca, I am so thankful that you're here. I'm excited Mm. to talk with you today. No, Bethany, I'm so excited to be with you. This is going to be such a great conversation. I think so. I really want to know before we even do much more, I would love for you to tell everybody kind of why you wrote this book, where it's coming from for you. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. So I would say it goes back about a decade and I I would argue some don't some of the best books, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've been in our hearts for so long and about uh, eight or nine years ago, my mom went through a breast cancer journey that praise God. She is eight or nine years on the other side of, and is now a cancer survivor. But as she was walking through her story, God prompted me to start this ministry that I led for about five or six years. And I, I, I have since stopped doing that work to write and speak and podcast more and things like that. But for about five or six years, I led a ministry that donated hand knitted, sewn and crocheted hats coupled with letters Mm -hmm. of encouragement to cancer treatment centers all over America. We did work with St. Jude and MD Anderson and all kinds of amazing organizations. And as we did that work, God would open up doors, you know, for me to speak to women groups or churches about what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. as I did that, I would, something would always happen. And you'll relate to this, Bethany, when you go speak somewhere and you have those conversations after you get done Mm -hmm. with women and, you know, hear more about how God spoke to them specifically. And as I had those conversations, there was a common thread that, that happened with these women. And they would come to me and say, I love what God has done through your mom's story and how he prompted you to do this thing. Mm. And I have my own version of that. I'm sensing that God's calling me to this work or to get involved in this thing or to start something new or maybe to quit something in order to create space for something new. And then there was always this moment that they would, they would get real quiet and something would hold them back. It would either be fear it would be insecurity. It would be, do I have t- time for this in my season? How do I prioritize my kids, my family while 
at the same time, I feel called to this, this thing that God has put on my heart in this way that he has gifted me with gifts and talents. And, and here's the way I feel like I can use it for his kingdom, but how do I actually do that? You know, and so I had so many of these conversations for years that that was the message that I felt like God was putting on my heart for this first book. Bethany, I I had a conversation with an author several years ago, and this phrase stuck with me. She was talking about the first book she ever wrote, and she said, and I would agree, you know, to to do the thing. She said, this is my if I got hit by a bus book. Like if I got hit by a bus and I didn't get to write another book, what would be the book that I would want, you Mm -hmm. know, women to, and that message for women to hear. And this is mine. Um, It is how do we look to scripture and see our gifts and talents from a gospel centered perspective? How do we pursue that in a way that honors God and um, honors our families and and our spouses and our, our kids and our schedule and, and how do we wrestle through a lot of the things that we face in our calling, like fear and insecurity and a lot of the things that I named? It, it's so needed. I mean, I know that it's so needed for me and so many women that I interact with because we do that exact same thing that you just said. Like we, yeah. I have said, well, I can't do it right now because, mm. and then I'll fill it in. And some of it, they're very good things. They're Because I'm, you know, there was a season where I knew the Lord was saying to do something. I was like, but I'm, but I'm raising four kids under the age of four. How can I do that, Lord? Mm. And God, you know, I I began to take baby steps in doing it, but it was Mm. really hard for me because I think I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to have the bandwidth to do all the things. And I know that in your one of the things that you talk about in your book is you talk about having a pace of grace. Like, and I think that was one of the things that I was always the most, and I still am. I'm like, well, I don't want my, Mm -hmm. I don't want to outpace what I'm actually able to do because then I'll just end up stressed Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) So what, tell me about this pace of grace, this concept that's inside of the book. Yeah. Well, I, I actually had a conversation with my husband a couple of days ago. This is coming to mind as you, as you say this, and we are walking into a whole new season. We just moved a few months ago to East Tennessee and my husband took a new pastor position here. And and so our lives have just sort of been in upheaval for, mm-hmm. since, since we saw each other in person, Yeah, which is, which is so fun. And I'm so grateful, but as we have even entered into a new season as a family, we're asking those questions of like, what is my capacity? And, Mm -hmm. and as that changes with new roles and responsibilities, what does that look like? And he looked at me and he said, you know, Rebecca, I, I never worry about you not doing enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, I'll say that out loud. That's not the issue. That will never be the issue. You are (laughs) very achievement driven to a fault. And, I worry a whole lot about you overcommitting yourself Mm. a whole, whole lot. And, and what the repercussions of that could be for you, for your health, for your 
you know, just mental health and things like that. And so we're even having those conversations, even like, sure, I wrote a book that includes content about this, but we have very real conversations a lot between, you know, among our family about this. So I think it's important. I think we all do battle with it. And a concept that I I talk about a little bit in the book, but God has really been showing me a lot lately is this idea of the pace of grace, because I think a lot of times out in the world, we hear a lot of conversations about grace. We also hear a lot of conversation about achievement, reaching our goals, having self-discipline, acting with courage, all of those things. And when we look to scripture, I think we see cases for both, right? There's a very real need to give ourselves grace when we're in a season and, you know, you were raising four kids under four and that changes your capacity. There's grace for that. There's also maybe just a little bit of margin. So maybe you feel this, this tug on your heart of, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a stay at home mom of four kids, but you know what? I have a supportive husband And I have a couple hours on a Tuesday night and I feel really called to lead this women's Bible study. And that's the thing that God's putting on my heart. And I might not have a whole lot of time, but you know what? I'm going to use the time that I do have and the gifts and the talents God's given me for his glory. And I'm going to be disciplined about pouring Mm -hmm. into those women. There can be grace for our season while also exercising self-discipline. I think Mm -hmm. we most often oppose those two ideas, right? Grace and self-discipline when I think we see a case for both in scripture. And I think most times, if I am thinking about a lot of my mama friends and a lot of people who are probably listening listening to this podcast today, it's probably more of an issue of you have the self-discipline piece, but we're not giving ourselves grace. Right. And so then we're walking into the assignments God has put on our hearts and placed before us with this guilt and shame and always feeling like we're not enough, we're not doing enough, or we're not doing it well enough. And a couple of weeks ago, I was on a run. I was running at my parents' house and I was running a route that I've done my whole life. And um, this is just a real practical, real life example of this. I was struggling. I haven't had a whole lot of time to run in the last few months. We moved. Our lives have been so crazy. And I thought, you know what? I can have grace for myself and for my body and Mm -hmm. for what my body's been through in the last few months. And the fact that I can't run this route as fast as I used to, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, I'm not going to quit just because I can't run as fast as I used to run. I'm going to have the self-discipline to run at the pace that I can run today. And I'm going to finish that run. I'm going to exercise self-discipline, but I'm not going to go through this shame cycle of feeling guilty that my body can't do what it used to do. I'm going to have grace for that. And so I think it's both. Does that make sense? When we think about our, our calling and our schedule and our capacity, Mm -hmm. I think we have to start seeing it through the lens of both grace and discipline. I do. I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think that I, And I would agree also that I think where I struggle the most is actually offering myself grace because I think I do operate probably more similarly to you. Some women I know, I have lots of friends who were like, Bethany, your capacity is way more than my capacity will ever be, which is okay too. 
But inside of that, then what happens is I'm like, well, if in this last season, I was able to operate with this capacity, then therefore in this season, I must same same capacity must also still be here. Mm -hmm. And I, therefore, if I'm not, what is wrong with me? And why am I falling short instead of taking the time? And I think allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into that place and, and really Mm -hmm. help me reflect and say, wow, no, just like you said, I've been through a lot lately, or the Lord is really working spiritually here. So it, there isn't more time for this over here because I'm really committing it here and which is Mm -hmm. of just as much value as whatever it was over here and allowing that ebb and flow. I tend to struggle because I really like to perform. I think you said that earlier for you too. And me too. I like to get a win. And I, so whatever that is in my life, and I, I've said it a lot on the podcast. I mean, like in my head and motherhood, like I want to be winning in motherhood. And yeah. so when I'm not, then it immediately, my default is there's something wrong with me. Like, mm. oh, somehow. I have messed up and I begin to strive and push and focus on that mm-hmm. outcome instead. And the Lord is really, I mean, really over seasons had to go, Bethany, stop. Yeah. Let's go back to grace. Let's understand how grace applies here. Let's understand that in, in my vision of you, your outcome does not denote your. That's identity. right. That's right. But gosh, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. And I think another layer of this too, Bethany, that God's really been showing me over the last couple of years is, and you said it, but I just want to call it out. You are a high capacity person. And so am I. And I think for a lot of my life, I have felt almost apologetic about that. Right. Or like I, I, I will make light of maybe what God doors God has opened just because I don't want somebody who maybe their capacity is lower to feel a certain way or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that, that I think as a high capacity person, we, we work through or maybe make little of. And I think one of the things that the Lord's been showing me too, is Rebecca, I knit you together in this way. I have fastened, fashioned you in such a way that just like you, Bethany, you're, you're creative. You, you write, you speak, you podcast, you, um, have so, so many skill sets that are necessary to what you do that helps build the kingdom of God. And, and that's a gift and we should see it as such. There's also important guardrails around that. Right. And I think we Mm -hmm. know when, that's getting a little out of hand, right? When things Mm -hmm. go by the wayside that are vital to maintaining, you know, our, our just life with the Lord and and things like that. Like if, if a couple of days go by and you're like, man, I have, I sure have produced some podcast episodes, but I haven't cracked my Bible open. Right. Like, right. Those are some of the times where we have to sit back and go, okay, I, um, I've gotten really good at talking about you Lord, but Mm -hmm. I need to be with you. Yeah. 
And, and so I think for someone struggling with that pace of grace type of thing, if, if those things are um, things that are going by the wayside, those are, those are some good guardrails, right? Have, when was the last time you spent some really good quality time in prayer with the mm-hmm. Lord? Uh, not, not rushed, right? Like yeah. not let me grab five minutes before I start, you know, my, my work day, but truly spending um, time, some quality yeah. time in prayer. So just some of those things are things to kind of, I don't know, they're good. They're good guardrails for us. That's the best. I keep using that word as we try to even evaluate, am I running at the right pace? Um, am I having grace for myself? Mm. Am I prioritizing the things that really matter? So, yeah, I love what you said there. Um, and then I have another question for you, but I love the fact that you say, cause my husband and I will often talk about when you just said, um, I, well, the way we say it in our family, we say, you do a lot of things for me. Sometimes God, I feel like God's messaging mm-hmm. to me is you do a lot of things for me, but do you really know me? Do you really spend yeah. time with me? And you said basically yeah. the same thing. And I really do think that, um, that is very true for a lot of us. I think that just, yeah. we can get really busy with what we know is good. Um, mm. and even God good, but yep. is it, um, centered on him or is it? Yeah just stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to keep that in perspective. Yeah. Well, also in the book, you really talk about, um, taking our negative thoughts captive and really understanding them with a gospel perspective. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that oftentimes when we have goals, we feel like God is calling us to do something to set forth in a, in a obedient manner with him. And almost very quickly, right behind that is a lot of insecurity, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. I don't know what, what have you found or what did you write? Where, where do you find hope in those spaces? Absolutely. I think we have to be real honest about the fact that, um, there is a very real enemy of our soul who does not want the work that God has has put our hands to, to prosper and thrive and um, wants no part of us using our gifts and talents for the glory of God. And, uh, and sometimes that comes in the form of things like insecurity and fear and, and roadblocks and things like that. That's, that's a very real part of our calling. And so one of the exercises God sort of gave me that has helped tremendously in my own life. And, and I pray it helps in your listeners' lives and in my readers' lives is walking through a passage that if you've been in the faith for a while, if you've been in church most of your life, you probably memorized it as a kid. It's in Philippians 2, and it's where Paul talks about these are the things that we are to think on, right? Things that are honorable, just praiseworthy. And I started taking myself through this exercise of asking myself just that series of questions, right? Right in my own thought life, is this praiseworthy? Mm. Is this good? Right. And then in the moments and in the spaces where maybe I have let a truth that is not in line with scripture and my identity in Christ come in the way of me taking steps forward or maybe losing some momentum or some motivation or, um, or just feeling discouraged 
replacing that with, okay, what does scripture say about me? Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and sort of flipping those questions on their head, not, is this true? Right. What, whatever I was thinking, but what is, what is true? What is lovely? What is honorable? What is worthy of praise? And what does the Lord have to say in his word about this specific issue or this thought um, trail that I keep going down and, and working through that exercise, just taking a journal and working through those questions has helped me a lot. Um, but I think those are some of the things and, and we all have them. We can easily, that's why we can easily name them, right? The fears, the insecurities, the doubts. Um, but I think it's where we turn in the midst of those that really matters. It's not a matter of, oh, let's walk through this, this process that will help you conquer fear forever, right? We will <laughs> experience fear on this side of heaven. But when right. we do, where are we turning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my 20 year old because I have a phrase that through my 20 year old, the Lord has really convicted me is is an unholy phrase for me to say. Um, and this is, you know, what exactly what you're talking about. And I'm going to go in and do this um, exercise. I think it will be very valuable for me personally. But I have been saying over the past, and if you like hang out with me, all my friends who may be listening are like, yep, I've heard you say that. But um, so I'll put it out there. I would say, oh my gosh, I'm such a mess. Mm. Now, really, in one space, um, kind of like what we talked about earlier, making a mild apology because I'm probably not a super mess, but I'm like something's falling apart somewhere, some ball I'm juggling has fallen down. Mm. And in that moment, what came out of my mouth would be, oh my gosh, I'm such a mess. Everything is a mess. Yeah. And my 20 yeah. year old turned to me one day and and she is amazing at I just lasering in on, on untreat. It's I think a gifting she has, mm. but turn to me, she goes, you know, you just speak. It's almost like speaking death, mom. You're, you're, you're speaking over yourself. Untruth. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. God has made you whole and full of him. And you are walking in the fullness of grace, mm. even with something that's not working well, you yeah. are full of him. And I stood there That's right. and I kind of stood there like in that moment. I went, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like daughter of the most high King has the Holy spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave living inside of you. Yeah. That's what you have access to as a follower of Christ. And yes, our lives, our lives and our circumstances that we find ourselves within this side of heaven are very messy. Yeah. Right. And messy and broken because that is, that is the, that's the, the world, world in which we, yeah. we live in right now. But I love that she points you back to the truth in that. That's so powerful. Oh, it was and you know, and, and what I realized was how much I had let that one phrase just kind of seep into where it was like yeah. the automatic, it was just, I mean, I could be burning, a, I don't know, burning something on the stove. That's what I would say. I could be yeah. totally having a temper tantrum. I would label that that way. Like it didn't matter what I was doing, big, small, I'm labeling and labeling. And 
wow, the Lord has really been doing a work mm-hmm. on saying no more, no more of that. I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. Well, there's so much, I mean, he offers us complete freedom and fullness. Yeah. In him it's seated though in him, mm-hmm. not in what we do, how well we do it. Mm-hmm. But I think he does give us great callings for our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think my final, my final thought when I've been looking at your book and looking at all this, and I love what you offer here is really practical and there's scripture and there's just practical ways to take these truths into our lives. Mm-hmm. But I love even the fact that you say, I mean, or you lay out that I mean, we are, we're all given callings for yeah. our lives. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I think that that's so important. I know for so many years when I was kind of in my house with my kids going, yeah. is this it Lord? Is this it? Yeah. Because I knew, I knew then God was like, no, this we're working this out for something later. Just keep working it out. But I'm like, really? Because I feel pretty much like this is it. <laughs> but even in those moments, God going, no, you have, I'm calling you for now and, and yeah. nobody else sees it, but your little people at home, but it is That's a right. calling for now and a calling for later. Yep. Yep. And I think there's a mom that needs to hear this today. Like you are raising an image bearer of God Mm -hmm. who also is, is developing their own set of gifts and talents that God has lavished on their life that they will use. Hopefully we pray for his kingdom and you, that's what you get to steward. Yeah. So yeah. Your day may feel extraordinarily mundane today. I use the term in the book and and I say this a lot. We we want like burning bush days, right? We think about the life of Moses. And and if you think about the life of Moses, that's probably the first thing you think of. That was like one moment in his life that God, you know, showed up in this mighty powerful way. So many of his days were like tending his father-in-law's sheep. Right. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine how ordinary and mundane that must have been? Mm -hmm. And that encourages my heart because most of my days do not look extraordinary. They look very mundane, but that does not mean that God is not at work in and through you in those seasons and that he's not using those very mundane, ordinary things to knit something in you that you're going to need for your next assignment, right? Like you, Bethany, are now leading this podcast that encourages and equips moms. How do, how are you able to do that? Because of what God developed in you in that season where you were feeling like, gosh, Lord, is this is this all there is? Right? He was yeah. he was forging things and refining things in you that you were going to need for this. And so we have to trust that he's doing the same when our yeah. lives feel ordinary. Yeah. I remember laying in bed when I found out I was pregnant with my last little one. It's not a secret. Even he little knows it. And I just was like, I was excited about being pregnant with him, but I did not want to be pregnant. I was like, I am done being pregnant. (laughs) Eight. It was a lot. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't think, I didn't know. I did not know. 
And I literally laying in bed one night was like, I did not know. And I'm like, I'm so excited for his life. There's nothing about it that I regret, but like having to like be pregnant, like, Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. so like the Lord was so tender because I do think that in those spaces, he has such vast wells of tenderness and grace and mercy. And he is very patient when you do not understand where you are and what season you might be in. And I remember very clearly him going, it is in this child's life that so much is going to become very clear to you. Let's walk together and keep your eyes on me. And, and walking that out with this last little precious being that probably has spiritually given me more insights than, Mm. you know, I think I'm that much, whatever, more ready to learn them than I was 20 years ago with the first few. But, um, I totally agree. You know, our moments are, they're not mostly burning bushes. They're mostly Mm -hmm. just faithful following behind the shepherd as he walks with us and teaches us. And, and it's in that beauty though, that we really begin to go, Oh, he's so trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Like I can trust him. Mm-hmm. Because if I can trust him in the mundane, then the burning stuff, burning bushes are easier to trust in. Yeah, that's right. So good. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, tell everybody where they can find your book and everything about um, sure. you. And I also would love for you to share about your podcast. I love your podcast. So I would love oh, for you to share so where they can listen to you and hear sure. um about all the people that you gather, because I love listening to the guests that you have on your podcast. Oh, thank you, Bethany. So the podcast is called Radical Radiance. My heart for it really is to have conversations that point us back to what does it look like to radiate the heart of Christ in all that we do. And so that's a big umbrella that a lot of conversations fall underneath, like you're saying. And so we release episodes every Tuesday. You can listen um, anywhere on your your favorite podcast platform, you will be able to find it there if you just search for Radical Radiance. And yes, so the book will come out next month. It's March when hopefully everybody's listening to this. It comes out April 4th. But the very exciting thing is we have so many resources that we are gifting to everyone who pre-orders the book and joins the launch team. And so you can find out more information about that at dothethingbook.org. And you can purchase the book there, sign up for all the resources. We are giving away a 30-day devotional, a quiz, like how well do I know my calling type of quiz to sort of evaluate where where are you and where are you stuck and how can the book meet you in that, as well as a goal planning guide. So a a huge part of this is like, what is God calling me to and how do I take Mm -hmm. practical steps towards that? So there's a resource for that as well. And if you're an auditory learner, we also have a audio version of the 30 day devotional that we're giving away. It's called your gifts, his glory. And we walk through a lot of the topics that we talk about in the book, just sort of in bite-sized devotional format um, for 30 days. So hopefully that can be another great resource to walk alongside you as you go through the book. And then within the launch team, we have all sorts of um, just fun conversations that are going to be happening over there and resources we're giving away. So I would love for your listeners to be a part of that. I love it. Yes, we will have all this information in the show notes. And I just know you're going to be impacting so many women for the kingdom, really in giving them and giving them permission to be bold. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. It matters so much. Well, Bethany, I'm so thankful for you you and just appreciate you so much for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.